So I want to talk to you gentlemen about peer pressure. Good. Okay. Because I told you guys earlier that that's what I wanted to talk about. So I thought about it while I was in the shower today, which may sound weird, but it's not. So I was remembering that when I was a kid, like, there's not, we didn't, were you homeschooled, Zach? Uh, half and half. So you, how, how old were you when you came home? I was in school from kindergarten to, to second and then all middle school. And then I was homeschooled in high school. So middle school, I was in public school. So only high school was homeschooled? And some of So like and ninth some of grade? elementary. Okay, well Josh and I were homeschooled all the, the whole, whole way. The whole time. So I would consider the middle school years of mine to be the dark ages where I didn't get an education because we See, bought I didn't like either. we bought like the uh, <laughs> mom bought like the the jumbo school I can't remember what it's called but it was like the big book of and it was for homeschooling but it was just full of like questions and stuff but it didn't actually tell you how to do anything uh. so it's like here are some math problems add these subtract these hopefully you know what adding and subtracting are good luck. But like, yeah, definitely, it was the the super book, I think maybe. Anyway, so I my point those is kind of books, right? My point is that Josh and I didn't go to public school, and you could tell. So we didn't have like a lot of people in our lives for peer pressureness, like bullies. So, yeah, well, I mean, besides me beating you up, but yeah, you were my bully, but so like a common thing with peer pressure is like kids going to school and then like other kids try to get them to do drugs or like, Hey man, you'll be cool if you smoke these cigarettes or drink this beer. Yeah. So my peer pressure, the, uh, the, the, the unique thing I laugh about and I look back on my peer pressure when I was a kid, it was before we moved to West Virginia. So I was real young, but we still lived in Maryland and it was over a friend's house and Seth and I were there and we had my friend and his older brother, his older brother started making fun of my little pony and Barney. Yes. So he's making fun of My Little Pony and Barney, like saying they were like for babies and little girls mm-hmm. and they were really stupid. And the thing was, me and Seth and our friend all watched those shows. We like we would totally watch those shows because I watched those when I was a kid. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. But I did care at the point. I didn't, I didn't know that you watched My Little Pony. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I watched like whatever came on TV, like all the whatever. All the, things. All the little sissy shows. Ha, ha, ha. No, but I don't... Uh, like I don't care about the show right. now. I mean, I and I didn't care, care then because I was watching it. So, but the, here's the peer pressure: is he started making fun of it? It was like uh-huh. I think he's instead of My Little Pony Tales, it was like My Little Baby Tales or something's really so really, really, something really like stupid. That. He was yes, he oh was really a genius. He went on but, to be an author, right? Later but he was <laughs> but he was the older brother of the friend. So I guess I decided I was like, okay, well, he's obviously the cool one because he's older than us, right? So. I can side with him here and also make fun of My Little Pony and make fun of Barney. So I joined in with him and I made fun of those things, even though I knew that I had watched them like gotcha. up until like yesterday. And you didn't get called out by... Right. No, anybody. no, they didn't call me out. And I don't know if we were watching it, but he started making fun of it. So I went with him to make fun of it. So that was the peer pressure moment was like selling myself out of things that I totally like enjoyed, but pretending not to so that I would be cool like him. But the funny thing is... Looking, like, over the course of my life, I guess this is also, like, the moment when I kind of, when you can, when I can look back and realize I really don't like being a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. So from that moment forward, I never watched Barney or My Little Pony again. That was a character-defining moment. It wow. was So part of me wants to be like, I stopped watching them because he told me they were for little girls, little babies, little sissies, mm-hmm. whatever, and I didn't want to be that. But I think also that I just stopped because I was like, well, if I go back and watch them now, I was making fun of them, and now I'll be... Now I was making fun of myself, so I didn't go back and watch them. That's and that's my peer pressure. 
I feel like there was a lot of times throughout my life that I was made fun of for watching a show and then I didn't watch it anymore because I'm like, oh, I'm too old for that show. And then until eventually there was a point in my life and I'm like, I don't care. Why don't I just watch whatever I want? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I'll just like what I like. I remember um, because you guys live right next door to me because I'm not their brother. <laughs> um, but I, I would be watching whatever it is with my family and it would be something that like, I was enjoying, but secretly, and then Josh would come over, and I'd be like, uh-oh, and, like, <laughs> he was coming over, and it would be, like, Reba, or, like, a high school musical movie, and I, he'd walk in, and I'd be like, dude, thank goodness you're here, I don't want to watch this anymore, and he would be like, why don't you just, like, go in the other room then, and I'm like, well, I can't do that. But it's weird, because like, I, like, can. I would watch those things, too, because yeah, I, I didn't really care. Yeah. So why uh, you're I just embarrassed? I, yeah, I you guess. felt like you like you shouldn't like it. Yeah, that's I, f- that. I mean, why can't why can't you like High School Musical? I mean, I do now. Y- just because you're well, I don't really like it because I don't. But. I never watched it. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have fond memories of watching it with my sisters a lot. I feel like uh, now I don't know that it actually has anything to do with age, but what I tell myself is you're old enough to not care. Right. About. Like who? Like if I want to watch something and someone else is like, "Well, that show's really, whatever." I mean, you know, if they're like putting Push. it down, if they're if they're putting it down, well, I'm you know, I'm not, girls. I'm trying to be friendly to the whole our, our PC crowd. I don't want to turn, you know, be saying but you're a girly Mac, thing. Dude. But I am, but I am a, <laughs> <laughs> but I am a man, so I'm supposed to be masculine, right? No, but uh, right. basically, yeah. If somebody's like, "Oh, wow, that show is really stupid," or that. Yeah, my wife likes that show or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. It's a good show. I guess I'll talk to her about it. Yeah, can me and your wife hang out? <laughs> yeah, me and your Whoa. wife are gonna have a, have a movie, have a movie watching festival Watch later. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. You should hearts. just like what you like, and it, it shouldn't matter what like the demographic is or what other people think it's for. So, what are your guys' guilty pleasures? Guilty <laughs> Things that pleasures? you watched or do that you feel like is. Well, again, like, you, well, you said like a, that there's like not, a show not that you guilty. should feel like ashamed for that you like in your back of your head tells you you should be ashamed for because it's like the Walmart of TV shows or something right. like that, um, or or anything other kind of entertainment, hmm. something you feel like that you shouldn't enjoy because of who it's meant for, or or, like, or I guess maybe even that like when you tell other people about it you have to like have a smirk on your face like uh so I was like, I watched this as a this? joke I was playing this the other day <laughs> right. yes I'm the guy because I, I, I do feel like that even yeah. though even though I uh I try not to be like oh I'm not gonna watch this because other people will think I'm a little sissy boy for it I mm-hmm. do think that when I go to tell somebody hey. Uh, I feel like I have to like qualify it with be like, yes, I like this show. Moving on from that, the other day on this show, this happened because this yeah. is the story right. that I want to tell you. But I still feel like I have to like air that out, and right. I, mm-hmm. I guess that's just like a, a human nature flaw type yeah. thing. So what um, is it? <laughs> I think maybe something if I was like to share with you guys, um, and feel like I had to be like, oh yeah, this is a thing I do that maybe people will find silly. Like off the top of my head, maybe like playing. Um, like RPG games that have a lot of like cutesy characters in it. Oh, those are cool. I like right. Those. Like, but that, but like in your brain, you're kind of like, well, this is ridiculous, but I like it, and I don't know mm-hmm. why I like it because it is ridiculous. Like, you know, like Final Fantasy, like your mm-hmm. mainstream ones. Like, they always have this like really stupid like. 
girls right, in it, and yeah. then and then like the guys are all super masculine guy, and then they always have some creature like that's like a teddy bear, and he's just like, "Hey, teddy bear, teddy bear, what are you doing, teddy bear, teddy bear?" He has like a, like a signature sound like right. the Pokemon. Yeah, like that's like it. It actually kind of drives me crazy. So then it makes me feel like I said like a little like weird being like, "Yeah, I like this game where the characters like do this weird uh, dance move." I like after. the teddy bear guy because he makes <laughs> me feel warm. That actually does drive me crazy though. And in, in, in Final Fantasy, there is this. These things are called like Moogles, and they and they like to say Koopo at the end of like every sentence, every other sentence. Instead, it's like almost like their punctuation. Like, what are you doing, Koopo? If you press A while you're battling, then you can double down and do twice as much damage, Koopo. I believe that's just a nervous tick. Yeah, maybe (laughs) they have Tourette's. He can't help it. Moogle has Koopo Tourette's. How insensitive. So I guess I don't don't know. That would be off the top of my head. Something. Something for you. Me. Um. Well. I don't think I told Phil this. I talked to Josh about this, but I uh, the kind of music I normally listen to is like hard rock, like uh, progressive or uh, post-hardcore or something like that. But then recently I listened to a Harry Styles album, and I was like... Is that the guy from um, One Direction? Direction. Okay. Yeah, but, but he's the he best does, guy from Yeah, One he Direction. does more like a folk <laughs> rock kind one. of thing, but it's still like pretty like mainstream, poppy, like I'm that kind of guy kind of music. And I'm like, I kind of like this, and I... And I listened to it like a couple times, and I'm like, "Those are some good songs." And I'm, I'm, but I'm like, I feel weird telling people because <laughs> it's like people are like, like I don't think you like that kind of music, but yeah, mm-hmm. just that's one thing. And I'm like, ah, it's gotta feels be completely weird. unpredictable. I know you gotta keep them. I'm gonna surprised, start listening to break all expectations. Um, big band too. It's like swing. Yeah, <laughs> I do like some, but I, I think it's like most music, most like most music genres that are not the primary ones that I listen to is usually like a, a I like this song or right. I like these couple mm-hmm. songs. But it's to me, I always I, I consider it like the the pop version of that. Like right. remember like Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah. yeah. Or like the songs from The Mask. <laughs> they're like the pop version of a big band song. I don't you like listen. Necessarily say you like big band because right. you like those. Songs. I just like those right. songs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, sp- speaking of music though, that's like like embarrassing or whatever, but it makes me laugh. Is uh, is have you ever heard of baby metal? No. It's like these Japanese girls. And they're all dressed like QC, like those Final Fantasy characters, mm-hmm. but they have like metal, a metal, a heavy metal band playing in the background. So the music's all like, like crazy fast and all this. And then the girls in front of it are doing like, uh, like J pop. That sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> and it like, I can only listen to like, like their main song. Right. And it amuses, it amuses me. But like I actually do, I will if I find something like that, I'll try to listen to the album, and mm-hmm. then I'll get like two songs in, and I'm like, nope, nope, it so is. It's not a guilty. It, pleasure, it is terrible. <laughs> it's like it's like the like the, the single song is my guilty pleasure, but yeah. the overall product is still not good enough. Right? Yeah. What you got, Makes Josh? Sense. What's your What's oh, your guilty? My guilty pleasure. Um, I don't know something I shouldn't. Well, that people that I wouldn't want to tell people. I like the Golden Girls. <laughs> Probably not a, a normal show. Oh, did you see that they have Golden Girls Chia Pets now? They have like a collection not, of them. And I don't like it that much. It's like I walked in my house the other day. Betty White was on the Golden Girls, right? Yeah, she everyone was the likes everyone of that likes one. Betty White. Though. Right, right, right. So I was like, yeah, I mean, everybody knows I like Jane Austen. Yeah, as a but that's not really a guilty pleasure, because you you're like, because I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't have a lot of guilt. You didn't know that? I'm, I'm making that. Oh, up. he's lying. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have guilty because I usually just tell people because I, it's like just gets it out of the way. Might be something I should be embarrassed about, which is I think about like Jane Austen or Golden Girls, but I, I'm not. I just say it, and usually I'll get make, made fun of for it. But I'm like, I just like it because it's good. Like Golden Girls, it makes me laugh. Or Jane Austen because she's a good writer. I feel like you are 
the three of us would probably feel the least ashamed of anything that you're doing because yeah. like because he says the most shameful things right <laughs> he does the most things that a person would be embarrassed about right and since that's very and since that's, and since that's like your primary <laughs> thing you have nothing to get embarrassed right by. right so does um so jane austen um who raised pride and prejudice jane austen okay so i actually like one day was like I wanted to sit down and read Pride and Prejudice just to be like, now I know what all the hubbub is about, mm-hmm. and now I can say I read it. And I wasn't completely uh, bored, but I never, I still have never finished it. I actually have it on my phone still, on like mm-hmm. the chapter that I made it to. But it wasn't, it wasn't interesting enough to like be like devouring pages. Like yeah. it was just okay. And They're I think not because really page turners, yeah, yeah, it's not a page turner. And I think also because it's so old, half the time I honestly don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, not even my favorite. I think my favorite Jane Austen book but I think like the good thing about it's not like something that you like tear apart because usually it takes me a while to read one but they're like it's just like her style of writing like the prose the word choice it's not like something that you want to get to the next scene because it's like an action there's no like car chases or carriage chases (laughs) shoot out on the top of the castle or anything crazy (laughs) like that yeah I actually um, in books that I read I generally whether reading to that reading them or listening to them on audiobook i will zone out if it becomes an action scene mm. if there is like you said like a carriage ch- chase mm-hmm. or a battle or whatnot as soon as that kicks off my brain just like keeps track of who's alive yeah like as long or if someone, or you know a wheel yeah. fell off of the cart or whatever but like one, there's one guy that i i read that he you know he has the little like battle scenes or whatever mm-hmm. in them and and he goes all into details and i feel like he does it very good and like if you were to follow it you'd you'd be like okay he dodged over here and then he jumped up onto this thing and then meanwhile in my brain i just was like okay he did the thing and he punched that guy okay yeah, cool that, like, he has not he has not lost his ear yet and then once it's over, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Now that they're back to, to having a dialogue. Okay, so, cool. He lost his ear now. Right. Finally. So, I think with, with uh, like, Jane Austen, I feel like a lot of, there's a child, like, yelling and crying. I don't know if, if that's being picked up by the microphone or not. But, uh, ah! Ah! Um, so I feel like that was the thing in, again, I, I don't think I've read anything by her besides Pride and Prejudice, uh-huh. but I feel like it was very dialogue driven. Oh, yeah. And that actually is a thing that I do like. I feel like the most... Yeah, I like that too. The most thing... The most... thing I like most in books is when dialogue, dialogue is going, because I feel like that's when I'm getting more story. That's when I'm getting people... Yeah, like, and she did on. really good with dialogue. Because not a lot happens in the books. It's like it's like a 500-page book, but you can sum up the story probably pretty quickly. Which Josh has done for me. <laughs> yes. Have you read anything by John Green before? The guy that John did, like, Green. Paper Towns. Have no, s- I've not. Have you seen anything by John Goodman? I have. I've seen... I've definitely seen Monsters, Inc. <laughs> some episodes of Roseanne. I, I watched all of it. So, so John Green's joke is, like, that a description of his book is two people sit in a room and talk to each other. Oh, okay. So that's why I think I actually enjoy his books, but, like, if to tell them to someone else, I feel... This isn't, like, a guilty pleasure, but it's, like, a... Uh, I don't recommend things necessarily because I feel like it would bore other people, even no. though it doesn't bore me. I gotcha. So I, I he wrote I, Paper Towns and uh, I think of what name I know know it. That, the Fault in Our Stars. Oh, that's the one I know. Yeah, yeah. The Fault okay. in Our Fault Stars. I not. I don't think I actually read that one, or I may have started, but no. I feel like I would read that. Yeah. Is that one of those? What is the Fault in Our Stars? That's the, the girl is dying. Movie, right? That's the one about the yeah. The girl has cancer. Gotcha. And I think she. I think maybe the she guy fell in love with the guy. Does that, the guy have cancer too? I don't think so. I can't remember. I thought maybe that there was maybe. like it was uh, like they're both sick and a support. Like group. everybody's sick and they meet in a group kind of thing. Oh. I think there's something about a support group. It might be. 
We'll have sense. to read it and get back to you. Yeah, we have no idea what, what we're talking about no. right now. We're taking wild stabs in the dark. <laughs> I'm not going to read that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zach will read the movie. I will. Yeah, I, think I will I, read the back I of the movie I think probably case. that that movie is in my house somewhere. Yeah? Because, I mean... I haven't seen the movie we, either. The, probably the book also. It was just so famous that I, yeah. My wife and mm-hmm. sister-in-law live in this house, as you both know. Mm-hmm. And one of the two... They both... Like, they read John Green stuff or watched his movies or whatever before I did. But they both... Like them, so they probably. Hmm. I'll have to read one. Probably one or many copies of books in my house. I'm nice. open-minded. There's a, his most recent one was um, called Turtles All the Way Down. Okay. And I guess that was a reference to uh, somewhere in the, the main character is like obsessive compulsive, mm-hmm. and she, she gets these ideas and 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 then. I think it was, you know, if she starts thinking about turtles, then this becomes turtles, and that turtles, and then it's turtles all the way down. That's what the oh, okay. what the and name. And she from. becomes a turtle. And, and she's then, then she was the she's ninja a turtle, turtle at the she end. She was actually it was April O'Neil, and <laughs> one of the ninja turtles had a baby, and she was the baby. Okay, the turtle is a baby. That's interesting. I feel like that's a book that you could tell people about, and they'd be like, "Oh, they wouldn't think that's right. boring." Right? People are right, yeah. So when I say, "Oh, yeah, this is a book about an obsessive compulsive girl who uh, obsesses and compulses a lot," I and believes everyone's a and also is sort of kind of looking for this missing guy. So it's sort it's like driven by okay, who is that? Who? Okay, oh, yeah, Virginia Woolf, who never wrote plots. It was always uh, what's the word? Scenes. It, no, it was just like the books like weren't really about anything. It was just like a day in this person's life. Seinfeld, the book. <laughs> kind of, but say. less about things. Like it's just kind like, of like our podcast is going to be. It right. just happens. In it the just week. happens, and there's like on the back of the book, they're like, "Uh, <laughs> these people talk a while." Intra- I-, I need to check her out then, because um, yeah. I I actually uh, that's what I'm saying. Like when when telling other people, "Hey, you should check this out." I feel like I always need. I only want to recommend stuff that has like a mind-blowing twist or some crazy thing. But Something for but for me, you can literally yeah. you could just recommend it and be like, these characters were fun and interesting and act just like other normal humans. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I love normal humans. That's my jam. Yep. I'm That's sorry, cool. Zach. That every conversation turns to books. I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. read. Zach doesn't read. Zach doesn't read. I don't read. It's sad. We could just, I really like to read. It puts me to sleep like really easily, but in like not a good way. Well, I mean, I don't. I actually don't like falling asleep when reading a book, because then it means that I'm not reading the book anymore. Right. I have I, I I have that where I'll be reading and then I just realize that I'm falling asleep and then I don't remember where I was in the mm-hmm. page and thing. But uh, yeah, reading puts me to sleep also. But I also love reading. Yeah, so I just day. go. Right. So I, I just go get a cup of coffee. Put me to sleep. Yeah, but. right. But like that's like a thing where like reading is relaxing for a lot of people, which is why it puts them to sleep. But when I read. I just you're bored out of your mind. I get, I get a little bored, and I have trouble following it like all the way down while reading it because I don't know why. Maybe it's partly because I have dyslexia. Maybe it's partly because I uh, don't like reading. Do you have dyslexia? Or are you taking a guess? Okay, I do have dyslexia. You do have dyslexia. Well, I would I I don't have dyslexia, but I would assume having dyslexia would make it a pain in the butt to read. I think it's just harder for me to like to read like a like a book that has like smaller font or something like that, like yeah. a normal book. So we got to, like go we down get you like read. the grandpa jumbo, <laughs> right? Forty font. Yeah. There we or go. Audiobooks. That's audiobooks. What, yeah. Can you do audiobooks? I probably could. So it's you like, like listening, listening to a, podcasts. Yeah. So it's not the story that bores you. It's no, not. It's, 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 it's the process of reading, of reading okay. that bores you. Like, sounds like it's yeah. probably like even tiring. I guess. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like it's work essentially. <laughs> it pretty much is. Because yeah. I'm like the worst reader. Like if I try to read out loud, I have a really hard time. Josh knows this because he makes fun of me for it. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> rude. sounds like a terrible person. <laughs> right. So Josh's guilty pleasure is making fun of Zach for not being for having dyslexia. 
<laughs> you have a learning. <laughs> you're so you dumb. Idiot. <laughs> well, Josh, you're a terrible person. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. You it's to, okay. I mean, I'm gonna keep doing it. Pay right. some sort of penance later. It's just it's hard not to laugh whenever you right. and start. I, a I laugh at it with, too. Yeah. I'm like, did it. It's pretty much how it goes. Did any like person ever tell you you have dyslexia, or is that just your own self diagnosis? Um, I had like pretty much everything that had it. I mean, I went to learning, like, you I had, had everything. A, I had everything that, like, dyslexia people have. No, I just oh, didn't like, have anybody so tell you. Or I, had you to go, I had to go to, in middle school, I had to go to a, a learning class to help me, like, catch up in school because mm-hmm. I was having issues trying to learn. And I, it probably is partly because of that because it was a lot of it was reading and a lot of it was, uh, like, the writing and stuff. And they never said, you have dyslexia. But I wouldn't be put in that class unless I needed it because everybody else didn't go to that class. They all got to go to art class. Well, and I and I wrote and I had a really hard time writing uh, numbers and letters the right ways, and I would get them mixed up inside of words, and I had pr- a lot of trouble right now with positives and negatives and all that kind of stuff, which is all part of being dyslexic. So, um. Is there anything? I mean, I guess there's not really much they can do for dyslexia because, like, with, it just takes training to work it out. Because, like, now I I don't write letters and numbers backwards anymore right. because you of the practice. Force yourself that I to through. memorize it. I right, guess. it's the muscle memory. So just, I guess if you just, read a lot, it would probably get better. Right, but, but I just you don't want to. But right. it, it's not necessarily probably as as fixable as like when you're uh, you're like a speech impediment. Right, your sister had to go to get speech uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's speech therapy, but yeah, because she, yeah, she had problem with ours. Yeah, and I, I had the same thing, but I didn't get to go to speech therapy because so I got taken just, out of school. You first. just got to get over it. Right. <laughs> That's pretty much how it worked. He just watched uh, shows that had a lot of hard R's. Yeah, I watched a lot of pirate movies. <laughs> well, yeah. well, because I know that oh. there are there are people that are able to get out of that because like because yeah. his sister uh, got out of it, but then there's also you know people that have that as like a lifelong thing and right. they don't get over it. Yeah. It just it just takes I mean I know Barry Kripke's not a real person, but the char- I assume that the character is based on real life people oh, that Barry Kripke. Barry Kripke yeah. from yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory. Right. Theory, I guess. Cuz I I also have the same speech impediment. So, I worked out of that hopefully, unless I'm doing it right now. I've not noticed. You just slip into it like every now and then. I don't even know that I remember you. I don't know that I remember you doing that. I have, I occasionally will I have ex- some videos that I will accidentally still on my computer where he yeah. he had it. I, was, I mean, because everybody will accidentally say something like that. Right, but it was like, if I get really excited about something or nervous about something, Josh, then I slip When you talk really it. fast every now and then. Yeah, I just slip into the all thing. So I had this weird thing that I probably, it probably still happens to me, but I guess maybe I just don't talk about colors very much anymore. But and it would probably like you said it might have been when I was very excited. But I would confuse orange and green. That's mm. interesting. And I'm trying to remember like seeing them or talking about no, them. no speaking about them. So I th- I think if I can remember correctly, I think when I would see orange, I would call it green. Oh. But it might have yeah. been the other way around. And, it, and and I can remember you know like playing football with our friends or whatnot and be like you know hey over the green shirt over there or whatever. But it was orange. Or vice versa. Mm. Because I haven't done it in a long time, I can't remember which one it is, but it's just because I'm not shouting about colors anymore. Yeah. But w- I guess when you're a kid, you have a lot more things to shout a about. A lot more colors to shout <laughs> There was a lot more colors going on. But that's what I can remember. Things like that, like when we were, when we would need to be like, I would need to be pointing something out. I'd be like, yeah. over there, that orange thing or green thing. Right. I don't remember which way it got it confused, but there was it was only one way. That's funny. One of the I've things I would call it the other, that. but only out out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the di- I can see the difference between the colors. I know which color w- is which. But do I you do that? Do you are you able to do the thing where you can like, because me and Josh were talking about it before, where you have a color and the opposite of a color. Like what's the opposite of blue? Red. Right. Because can't some people like don't they don't think like that right? 
Yeah, so I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Blue is not the opposite of red. They aren't opposites from each other. Right. We I mean, maybe they are that. on some sort of science scale, but I just... Well, when you combine them... I have a sign, not, I'm thinking we probably have them like assigned that way from Bop It. <laughs> so, so blue and red yeah. should be opposites, and then green and yellow, right? But blue and red, because blue is Am like... Am I wrong? I think green you're and red is a positive... Red is a negative, and blue is a positive. But like, what I so it actually is negative. They actually are opposites, then. That's what I've always thought, well, but that might just be me. Blown. But like, it's. I think that's just like people saying like blue and red are opposites because even if you look on a color wheel, blue and orange are the opposites on a color wheel, not red. What's a color wheel? <laughs> it's a wheel that's like made full of colors. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> it's it's on my car. <laughs> I've got a color wheel on my car. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to describe. There's like it's just color wheels that like dis- that have color. Oh, it's always it. the, the like when you're order? using like Photoshop or something or like paint. Uh, uh, some sort of painting I don't, I don't program, and they have the little color, and you pick where you want because you get to make your own colors now, and you're not limited to the 16 color palette. I don't. But green and yellow. <laughs> I just know. I just learned that fact somewhere, and I've like they showed like a color wheel, and they showed like there's like a standard how a color wheel. But goes are you around. sure that your dyslexia didn't make you see it in the wrong spot? Phil, you're so <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, it is funny though that I wouldn't think. And without you saying, hey, what's the opposite of blue? Red. Yeah, or sometimes the, the certain numbers have colors. Some people will say that, oh, yeah, one is this, two is this. You got those? I don't have those. I don't have those. I, don't really I feel like five is those. probably red. <laughs> but that's the only one I have. I feel, I feel like 43 is that's probably That's the only one I have strong an opinion about. <laughs> Fuchsia. But I do think blue and red are, are opposites of each other, and that makes sense in my brain, and green and yellow. I mean, I guess... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like uh, there are... Are games like, like I said, like the little color yeah. matching games that mm-hmm. actually set them up like that? Probably. So, right. so it's like, um, and for, uh, what was but why there? have they been set up like that in the first place? So I think is, maybe um, because they're like high contrast. There is a game that I was playing, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, oh, uh, the the bomb game. Um, oh, keep talking. And super Bomberman. Yeah, keep talking and nobody explodes. Not not Super Bomberman. <laughs> keep talking and nobody explodes. <laughs> Isn't that what they do? Remember, there's the one thing where it has uh, a red, blue, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yellow, and mm-hmm. green. Yeah, it's, a, thing. it's, a, it's in a diamond. And most of the time, what they will do is it, it they will either they will either say they will either say yellow means yellow or they'll say yellow means green. Right. So yeah. it's, the, it's, it's mm. that same opposite thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Right. Those those four colors specifically. Right. I, like if you say, what's the opposite of purple? I don't know one. You got yeah. nothing. For it's that. just those. Yeah. It's, it's just those, those four colors movie. they like to Black use. Black and white stuff. is obvious. It's yeah. probably uh, socially created. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I agree. What My breast smells like onions. Did you have onions? We had those gyros. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. I didn't. I had a loaded Italian. Mine were heavy, but you had onions too. So maybe we. I'm only smelling my own. I don't smell my onions. Or I just onions. got a sudden like gust. Did you burp? No. Maybe. Yeah, I like. I think I said a hard P or something. <laughs> <laughs> Purple. I don't know. He said onions. <laughs> onion flavor. No, I'm not, I'm, I had onions, but I'm not tasting any. Mm. And I uh, am definitely susceptible to the onion taste. Mm-hmm. I remember um, when I was um, a kid and I would stay over Reggie's house. I was always excited because I love onions and they always had onions to put on for lunch meat sandwiches. Mm. So I would make my stuff. Because, well, I guess we didn't. I don't know. We didn't have like sliced onions at you home. You guys to were throw. too poor to get onions. I don't know. We couldn't afford it. I'm just saying. I don't remember having <laughs> onion on my sandwich. I don't remember having onions on my sandwiches at home. But when I would be over their house, they would have an onion in the fridge, and it would be like, okay, so I'm gonna make this bologna sandwich or this ham sandwich or whatever, and then I pick the big old chunk of onion on it because I love onions so much. And then like, yeah, it would even like the next morning, mm. like you have that at nighttime as a snack because. Who doesn't eat a, an entire onion on a sandwich at 10 o'clock at night? And then the next day I'd get yeah. up and I'd just be like, I am Onion Man! Well, you didn't use you onions <laughs> like apples, though, right? Never have done, never okay, done that. I've heard know, people do that. We know, you know, Reggie. Uh, 
Yes. Reggie. Sister. Right, right. Yeah. I was she making sure that, that I didn't know any other. Reggie. Right, yeah. Reggie. His sister used to do that. Reggie. Right, he said her name. She just. Not a sponsor. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, not to brag, but. <laughs> <laughs> I remember later on in my older years, mom, after you had gone, an mom home. putting onions on sandwiches, but I do not like it on sandwiches. I bet that once me and Seth moved away, or at least We me, finally could afford onions. We, you were able to afford the onions that I had been holding the team yeah. down from. But, and also, I think she did it a couple times, I'm like, Mom, I sat her down. And I'm like, Mom, I was, I was like part of, I was there for this. I was I like, Mom, I really, love don't, I really do not like onions. Because she would just, she'd put it all over, and I, I just didn't like it. Right. I remember you doing that also with uh, Pica de Gallo. Pica de Gallo, yeah. Uh, she would she, every now and then she sprinkled that on a sandwich. I don't like Pico de Gallo because I don't like tomatoes, and I feel like it's. Oh. I mean, I like it. I just don't want primarily fresh tomato. Right. I don't want onions or Pico de Gallo, and like sometimes not even lettuce, just on like a ham and cheese sandwich. Like I'm good with like ham, cheese, condiment. I uh, primarily Done. am like a Miracle Whip man. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, I like Miracle Whip better than like my, my order is Miracle Whip. Mayo, mustard if we don't have anything. There are certain people that have, like, specific lunch meats. They're like, mayonnaise goes with this, mustard goes with that. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. me, personally, I like Miracle Whip better than mayo because I think it's kind of, it's a little sweeter and it's a little yep. tangier. I think so, too. It's both of the things. It's got more, it's, it pops more. Mayonnaise is boring. Yeah. And you know what's crazy, though, is uh, is when you get when you think that you like a thing mm-hmm. and you're wrong. So you go to your friend's house again. And you're making yourself a big old sandwich, and you love to pile on the Miracle Whip, and he has mayonnaise, not Miracle Whip, and you pile on the mayonnaise instead of the Miracle Whip, and you take a bite of that sandwich, <laughs> and then you realize mayonnaise needs to be treated a lot more delicately than Miracle Whip. <laughs> That's my experience. Yeah, I feel that. like if you if you have too much mayonnaise, it's like oh yeah, it like hits you in the face. Right. Like with a, if you have too much Miracle Whip, it might pungent. be like there's a lot of Miracle Whip right. on this but right you now. Can, like, but mayonnaise is like, does anyone have a barf bucket? I don't like Miracle Whip at all. I'm like the only what? one. Here. I just don't like it. Hmm. I think I've tried to like Josh, Miracle you're banished Whip. from the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'm I am. Uh, remember, we, we, we got to be open minded. We got to be open minded. I'm yeah. open minded to the fact that he's an idiot. Okay. Very good point, Phil. Wow. That no. wasn't what I was doing, but <laughs> I was just gesturing. I thought he wanted a high five. No, uh, I would have went like this. No, that's, no, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I know like plenty of people don't like. I, don't, I think Marco mm-hmm. prefers mayonnaise to Miracle Whip. Finally, somebody speaking my language. How did you marry somebody like that? I don't, you know, I didn't. You can ask the important questions. One of the first, questions dude. that I forgot to ask. You want kids? That's yeah. on the floor. Like, like can Whip. you marry me? No. Mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip. Right, mayonnaise versus Miracle Whip. But so mustard. I can eat mustard on like a bologna sandwich or whatever, but it's not like it's not a go-to. I like mustard a lot on a ham sandwich. <laughs> but peanut butter and jelly is my top sandwich still. Like I I'm gonna mustard, have peanut butter and jelly. I think probably that's a Miracle Whip thing and not a mustard thing. <laughs> what? 